Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is Tuesday. That means we have our conversation with television voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bowlerjack. We'll talk to him coming up here momentarily, Gordon. And uh, excited to talk to Bowler because for first time in a while, it feels like we have some real momentum brewing in the NBA for a possible return. Yeah, that's what it looks like to me. Uh, and and the NBA has been really, really careful, in my estimation, in the way they've gone about this. But uh, I, So I, I kind of trust Adam Silver's judgment, but, but I don't really know because, well, does any of us? No, we don't. Um, you know, he can learn from other leagues around the world and has talked about that in watching uh, your Bundesliga close, uh, for example. But, you know, we've seen we saw how thorough the plans were for the NHL. I'm anticipating something similar coming from uh, from uh, Commissioner Silver this week. In fact, Gordon, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Sprint, they make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Joining us now, the television voice of the Utah Jazz, the one and only Craig Bowler. Jack, what's happening, Bowler? How are you? How was your Memorial Day? We lost Bowler. Yeah, I don't hear him. We'll uh, we'll get to, we'll get Bowler back there, but I am curious to to hear. I, I'm sure he's excited as, as excited as everybody. Uh, this is uh, you can hear it every time we we bring Bowler on, Gordon. He's he's ready to roll. Yeah, I'd I'd be curious to know from Bowler what he thinks of uh, Damian Lillard's comments about potentially not playing again. Uh, I, I would find uh, his opinion. Uh, both informative and entertaining, because if I know Bowler right, I think he would err more on the side of what we talked about earlier, sort of the Jerry Sloan approach that get out there and do your job. Well, let's let's try it for a second time. Joining us now on the Sprint Special Guest Line, Craig Bowler. Jack Bowler, are you there? How are I am, you? I'm here. Jake, Gordon, how are you guys? We're doing great, Bowler. Did you manage to have any fun uh, over your Memorial Day weekend? You know... About as much as you can. A little rest, little little hamburger on the grill. Uh, did see my folks, which has been far and few between. So that was really good. They needed, um, I think, some uh, interaction, and so um, yeah, it was it was good. It was good. Bowler, were you as captivated by the match as the rest of us were? Uh, I watched a little bit. I wasn't that, you know, like intertwined with it. Um, you know, I was pulling for Peyton Manning uh, rather than Mr. Brady. And uh, Peyton, only because I had a little bit of history with him in college and in the NFL when I was calling games. And uh, I just like the guy, man. He's friendly. Uh, he's, he's, he's comedic. His stuff on Saturday Night Live are, are classics, you know. When he's uh, when he's made ho- when he's hosted Saturday Night Live, so yeah, it was uh, you know I, I tuned in and uh, I was hoping for like Indy 500, but I'm going to have to wait until August for that. <laughs> 
Well, Bowler, we uh, speaking of waiting till possibly July or August, which doesn't seem too far away now. Uh, Gordon and I were just talking about how it it feels kind of for the first time like there's some real momentum toward a plan for the NBA to come back. Yeah, I'm excited to to hear the plan. Uh, I guess is that still on? From what I understand, uh, still on taps for uh, next Monday, right? Uh, June first is when uh, Adam Silver is going to give us the lowdown on on his plan. You know, we've heard a lot of potential plans and maybe just uh, uh, you know looking inside of it a little bit with some reporting. But you know, if it's Disney World, uh, you know, and um, the, uh, the what is they got? They got three basketball facilities down there, and obviously, you know, will they allow family? I think that's going to be key. Um, and then, of course, what the testing regiment will be, and. I guess the other one that intrigues me would be if if a player comes down with coronavirus, what happens? Um, you play on, or do you start all over again and, and shut the thing down? So uh, the one thing that's intriguing too is the potential uh, matchups uh, and the the reseeding of the of the postseason doesn't bode well for the Jazz uh, with that having to take on the Rockets and the winner of uh, or most likely the Lakers in round two. So. Without Bogdanovich, so there's there's a lot of things. Uh, I think fans want to see it, and um, you know I don't think on a local basis I don't predict we'll be involved. I'd love to be able to call games, uh, but I think this is basically going to be a network, um, you know ABC, ESPN, TNT uh, endeavor. So we'll we'll see how it works out. But it's it'll be good for sport, good for owners, good for fans. Uh, and hopefully we'll get back to the real thing with fans in the stands, you know, by the uh, by the end of the year when the new season begins. But uh, that's a, that's a long ways down the road, and a lot of good things have to happen. So, Bowler, how would you most like to see it set up? Well, obviously you're going to have to bring in uh, a minimal amount of of uh, personnel. You know, the Jazz travel uh, forty five to fifty. Uh, our broadcast crew, obviously, uh, not planning of it to be a part of that. And then, of course, the coaches and, of course, your support staff. So I don't know how they would do it. I know they want a limited amount of, of individuals that are involved in each team. So that would be a great undertaking for the Jazz, if needed, to uh, to trim uh, the traveling party. Um, obviously, testing. Obviously, the talk of quarantine. Uh, obviously getting back on the floor and working together as a unit and then um, starting to play basketball. But, you know, Gordon, I think, again, the league is going to play it safe. It's going to be expensive, but I think obviously they're willing to uh, to put the money into it and they need to, they have to, to for testing, maybe on a daily basis um, for several hundred people. And that's kind of the way it's going to have to go. Um and a lot of you know people coming in after they play and cleaning up uh, and sterilizing um, those facilities. I'm just not sure how the basketball comes into play. I mean, the ball itself, right? You think about how many times that's touched during the course of a game with sweat. Uh, that's intriguing if they're going to use a ball and toss it. I don't know what they'll do, but we'll hear the plan when it comes out. But there's got to be a lot of meticulous um, you know, points to the plan that have to – they have to be, um, I guess you have to dot 
you know, every I and cross every T before it can actually happen. But it's uh, it's got to be a huge undertaking, guys. I I can't imagine it. But hey, to get back on track, uh, let's give it a try, right, and see what happens. Would you be in favor of some sort of tweaking of the the playoff structure? Um, I, I don't know if you saw the plan hockey put out there, but they're only calling back 24 teams, and they're going to do a round robin with the top four teams in each conference, and then the rest, the other eight teams in each conference, are going to play five-game series to advance to the second round, kind of trying to, I think, make up for a lack of a playoff right. race, but at very least creative. Is there there's an idea or something out there that, that you've seen that caught your eye? No, I, I do like it. I mean, I, I think, you know, some teams won't be happy with the pairings or the matchups. But, you know, the Jazz at the current, you know, status would be a four versus five, which would be Oklahoma City if they reseed. And the one I looked at today was, uh, you know, the Jazz playing the Rockets again in the first round. Um, you know, I don't know how fans would, you know, I, I, I don't think fans, as long as they get basketball, are expecting much. I think the entertainment value would be huge. And you know what, Jake, this is an opportunity for the NBA maybe to play around with some new ideas about their scheduling because, remember, there was talk prior to COVID-19, the breakout, that in a year or two, once they pass it with the Players Association, you know, maybe we do mid, mid-season tournaments. I mean, you know, and maybe you start to reseed actually the playoffs anyway in the next year or two. So this gives them an opportunity to do it and get more teams involved. I think Jake and Gordon, that's the key to appease some owners to say, look, uh, we need to reclaim some revenue ourselves. Um, so it uh, it may not appease everyone, but it's at least it's a start and it's intriguing. And I think it does draw in the fans' interest a, a bit more, especially in the middle of the summer, uh, to see how this thing works out. Bowler, I don't know if you saw Damian Lillard's comments about uh, not potentially playing in, in any kind of uh, restart of the season if his team uh, wasn't going to be involved in any kind of shot at the playoffs. Your thoughts on that kind of attitude? Well, you know, he feels that everyone's healthy. He feels that, that they were getting back into stride. It's a dangerous team. We know that from a, from a jazz standpoint with McCollum and, and Damian Lillard. Um, you know, I, like I said, you're not going to please everybody in this situation. Uh, and I don't think that you can draw all 30 teams together. Uh, that's a monumental task. And even the plan Jake just mentioned, you know, still involves a pretty good amount of the teams. But, you know, I think you'll see some more people talking for it and you'll, you'll see people talking against it. And when I even speak about against it, there may be some players who may refuse to play. Uh, that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, if they're feel, fearful for their family, if they have young kids at home, if they, uh, you know, maybe they are caretakers in their house with, with parents. I mean, I don't know. Everyone has a story. But I don't know how the league will respect some of those decisions. Uh, contracts come into play, obviously. So, uh, there's, I think there's a lot of things to iron out and to figure out uh, before this plan you know, comes to fruition. I hope it does, and I hope they find middle ground, even ground. Uh, but sooner or later, you know, college football, NFL, they're going to have to make some big decisions on playing. Whether it's in empty stadiums, then I guess so be it. We're in strange times right now, but 
you know, there may be some healing in some ways to sports. I think we've all agreed that in my career, you know, I've always felt like, you know, when we broadcast, it brings hopefully some smiles and maybe some anger. Uh, but what it does, though, it entertains and also it, it it gives you that reassurance that your team's on the floor and it gives you something to do on a on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday throughout the week. I know a lot of people, you know, work their whole schedule around what the Utah Jazz do over the course of seven months. So uh, I think it'll, there'll be a lot of excitement for uh, for the NBA to come back and. And just as much if college and, and the NFL, Major League Baseball, uh, can figure this out as well. Bowler, I'm not sure if, if you have heard anything, but have you talked to uh, anybody familiar with the, the individual workouts going on with the Jazz? Or maybe you've been over there. I, I, I'm not sure. But uh, have you gotten a sense of, of how that's going, if players came back in decent shape or if they're figuring out protocols, those sorts of things? Any updates for us? The only the only player that we spoke with was via Zoom last week was George Niang, and he was just you know again in the first stages of getting back uh, you know to to the to the facility. From what I understand, you know there's four courts, two two, and they split them up into four sections. And uh, unless this has changed since we talked, I mean it's, it's the Jazz are being being very meticulous in in protecting their players where they can come in, in one door and out the other, um, who can actually be on the floor with them. Um, and so, yeah, I think the Jazz are, have been well prepared in the preparation of getting back. I know they sterilized the facility, and I'm sure it's uh, under the watchful eye of um, you know security and management. Uh, but it's going to be a big undertaking if they bring them all in and, again, that's the, that's the whole thing. I don't know if, if the Jazz would meet at first at the uh, facility or everyone head down and try to be in that that bubble uh, for you know practice and all that they hope to, to accomplish. Again, I, when I, you really sit back and think about it, Jake, it's a huge undertaking, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, just to get a flight to go down there and whether or not you – how many people you bring – and if you do have to go into quarantine prior to practice, and then the daily, uh, you know, testing, oh man, it's it's uh, it's it's going to be a chore. But you know, again, it's that first step back, and as giant uh, of a of a leap you take, you have to take it sooner than later. Uh, you know, there's a lot of um, you know organizations struggling. Uh, they need to get back on TV. They need to have the television revenue. You know, again, the concessions won't be a part of this equation right now without fans in the stands. But at least, again, like I said, it's a starting point. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to see the callback. I think is another thing too, Jake and Gordon, that the Adam Silver talked about last week with with Woj. I think uh, you know of getting some players who did go back home overseas to get them back in the states, and how that's all going to work, and the testing and making sure they're healthy before they are, you know reintroduced to their teammates and that's really the biggest first step is to reintroduce all these players back to each other and uh, make sure they're healthy and ready to go so bowler uh, i have a column up that kind of guesses as how the jazz would do when uh, when the season restarts do you based on what you know about the individual players and the coaching staff 
and their mindset at the end of uh, uh, when, when when the stoppage came. Mm-hmm. How, do, how do you think they would proceed from this point forward? Uh, is this team poised to gather itself quickly and be successful in a playoff setting? It's a great question. You know, my first point of emphasis would be that the centerpiece of this would be Quinn Snyder. We know how he works and we know what he expects, but that's a great question, Gordon. He can only do so much, and you have to wonder how engaged each player will be because each have you know each have their own story about where they are with family uh, and where their mindset is. I mean, to get your mind reset to play basketball, um, that may be. I think we're going to see upsets in this in this tournament of basketball. Let's call it the postseason. I don't think some players may be in tune. Um, I'm speaking around the league here. Uh, others may be totally tuned. And if that's the case, I think in the long run, the team that is as one and is more mentally tuned in as as a team, as one who are on the same page, obviously have a chance to, to win an NBA championship, despite the fact there, there's going to be an asterisk by it, no matter what. 2020 will always be remembered as that. But... Um, you know, getting back to the Jazz, I mean, you're looking at still the youth of Donovan Mitchell, who had to go through, you know, his own situation with COVID. Uh, you got Rudy Rudy Gobert, who obviously was a centerpiece on that particular night, uh, being the first player that uh, was positive. You lose Bogey uh, with the wrist surgery, but you know this team is deep, um, and again, they're le- very well led by Quinn Snyder. Uh, and his staff uh, with Johnny and, and AJ and others. I mean, I, I, I think that's going to be the most interesting thing, too. I mean, I've said most interesting. All this is interesting. But I think, again, the preparation and the mental preparation of, of the Utah Jazz, along with the other 29 teams, and who has that advantage, Gordon? I don't know if you'll know it until they hit the floor. Um, you may get a sense, which no one's going to see practice, uh, basically, except those that are in that bubble, but I think that's going to be the most intriguing part, too, is who's really dug in to say, let's win this thing. And the Jazz, obviously, <clears throat> losing Bogdanovich, loses a 41% three-point shooter and 20 points a night. So that means more pressure on Joe, more pressure on Jordan Clarkson, George Niang, and uh, more minutes for all three of those guys in some way or another. So um, the Jazz are still deep and talented. Um, you know, I wouldn't overlook them by no means. Uh, but again, I think you're right. I think the, the mental the mental process of it is probably the, the biggest key. They'll get in shape. These guys will get in shape. But where are they uh, when they want to you know attack the game and get on the floor and get back to playing? Bowler, hopefully by next Tuesday we'll have some <laughs> firm framework of the NBA season returning. I'm just my fingers are crossed. That would be I so do too, awesome. Jake. I think all fans are feeling the same way because you know what? I think it's the first step. I know the you know country reopening in stages and some people you know lake of the ozarks uh, where i'm from um you know you know the beaches and all those things people are trying things out still have to be careful you hope there's not a second wave but we're not going to find out Uh, i think you have to venture out now and see where we go but i'm with you jake i hope that we get positive news and that somehow, some way, safely, we can all return to what we like. And, you know, covering sports, calling sports, and watching the Jazz and the rest of the league, NFL, college football. I can't imagine not watching 
Big 12, SEC, Pac-12 football, man. I mean, I just it'd be hard to, you know, they may play with no no fans, but still, I guess if it's on TV, it's better than nothing, right? And uh, that's what I think the, the NBA is hoping too. Get this product back on television, re-engage the fans, and uh, hopefully we can start anew uh, sometime in December and, and get ourselves going with another season. But again, a lot of a lot of time between now and then. Bowler, bowler, no offense, but that Lake yeah. of the Ozarks thing. I know. Were they, were they passing around a lot of Jack Daniels, or what was going on there? Well, it, may have like, been, it, may, it looked it may like have a been, traffic jam there. It was a traffic jam. Uh, I wasn't real excited and proud about it. I spent a lot of time down there, you know, southern Missouri, where I was born, and Kansas City. Uh, it's a beautiful place. I understand people being angst to get out and about. That may have been moonshine instead of Jack Daniels there, big fella. <laughs> <laughs> which may explain a lot of things. But, <laughs> um, you know, again, you hope that common sense would would come back into play here. And, you know, I don't know if there's going to be an outbreak. Uh, we're going to find out all together because I think a lot of beaches, a lot of boardwalks, it tells you the people are getting uh, restless. And I get it, man. I'm, I'm, I, I, I need to work. I want to work. You guys – I'm glad you're working because you help entertain me and keep me informed. And I, you know, and you guys have done a great job. The station. I'm glad they're back on the air after a short time off. But we all need it, and um, you know. But we have to do it in a, in a in a in a sensible way, right? Because the last thing I want for all of us is someone to you know lose a life, become sick, but also that we have to restart the whole process again. And I hope that will never be the case. I hope that uh, we'll find a way that uh, maybe the vaccine obviously is a huge key if it can come sooner than later. But still, you got to be careful during the testing point of this whole thing. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm just talking. But there's so many things, too, guys. When you ask those questions that come through my mind about it's no, there's no simple answer. And there are so many um, you know, layers to this whole equation on how it's going to, how it's going to, what the outcome will be. And let's just hope, you know, we hit the stride and, and do it the right way. Bowler, you are the best. Thank you, as always. Guys, appreciate it. I'd love to get back in studio. Uh, that's kind of my home, home away from home, but I'm, I'm hoping that happens as, as well sooner than later. But uh, you guys be safe, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Bowler. The great Craig Bullerjack joins us each and every Tuesday right here on The Big Show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Some really interesting baseball news out there. Gordon, I've got some uh, salary numbers to run by you coming up uh, mm-hmm. on the other side. Maybe uh, laying out why it might be difficult to get uh, the players and the owners on board. We'll get to that this, com- coming up next. Is, is this part of the sliding scale that they're talking about? Mm-hmm. I think prorated contract is is the word that you're they're using so we will get to that coming up right around the corner but joining us now he is our good friend andrew reinhardt from wasatch medical clinic uh andrew if folks are feeling a little prorated in the bedroom uh maybe they could uh, reach out and get some help yeah that's right and and in a time like this when we're we're spending more time with our significant other that can happen um Erectile dysfunction can become more of a problem. We have a solution that has helped so many guys in Utah and other markets all over the country, frankly. The acoustic wave therapy, the technology we use, is so effective um, that now all of the journals are starting to write about it. Um, One recent one, the American Urological Association, which I think is 
the biggest journal of urology that exists. Um, they're pretty plain with their language, but they did a big study, and at the end of it, they had one sentence, and it says that the acoustic wave therapy um, is feasible, non-invasive, and effective. And I thought that was that was a great sentence. It doesn't go into a ton of detail. Feasible, non-invasive, and effective. So if you're out there struggling with ED, you're sick of the pills, you're looking for a long-term fix, fix this can really help you get back to normal in the bedroom. I would think that that would be huge news for a lot of guys. Back to normal, back to the spontaneity, back to how it used to be. Yeah, we, we take for granted those times in our younger lives when, you know, things worked without the stress, without pre-planning. Nobody worried about this kind of thing. And then the ED kind of creeps up on us. Maybe that's the American lifestyle. I don't know what it is. But um, uh, studies show that, you know, ED is a result of aging and even clogged blood vessels and arteries. Um, those get clogged throughout our whole body, and it makes sense that it gets clogged in this part of the body also. And that causes ED, and that's exactly what we can reverse. 801-901-8000 is the number to call, 801-901-8000. And uh, the good news is our listeners can come in and find out exactly if this is the right fit for them. They can. We're doing a no-obligation, no-fine-print assessment with the doctor. Uh, he'll do an exam. He'll do an analysis. This is an MD, by the way. He will do a blood flow ultrasound, which is really cool. All of that is free. Uh, we're throwing in a little uh, something I call a booster in the bedroom. It's been great and produces instant results in the bedroom, uh, and that's free as well. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. That's our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. We'll have more big show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Look at this photograph. There's somebody who makes me laugh. Wanted a little nickelback on a total request Tuesday. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. It's time for sounds of various clips, also known as drops of the day. We let Lloyd pick the drop of the day today, and that was a big mistake because he picked something that I a mistake I made this morning, uh, which is just uh, just terrific. Gordon, I got uh, I got duped by a by a tweeter this morning. Okay. Uh-huh. What happened? So PK uh, brought up the Mount Rushmore of coaches in Utah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Jerry would be on there and Lavelle. Those are kind of the two uh, shoe-ins, and we were debating who would be the other two, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I made a I, – I read a tweet by our friend Wild Turkey Fart Blunt that was, was meant to be sarcastic, and I really should not have, have read it. I think you'll, you'll, get, you'll get it. Let's play it, I guess. Our friend Wild Turkey Fart Blunt says Greg Winslow is an obvious choice. I do not know who Greg Winslow is. I don't either. Uh, let's see here. Ron McBride says Devon. Uh, and by the way, I should I don't know why I read Greg Winslow's name, but as, as Lloyd point, uh, points out, that was the Utah swim coach that was so controversial. So... <laughs> Oh, okay. I should not have read that. <laughs> that was... <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. That was, a, that was a smart alecky answer there. Oh, I figured it was, but I didn't know who it was. I, you know what? I was thinking when I read it, I was thinking Greg Marsden, and that's why I read it. <laughs> that's why I read it. Oof. A little cringeworthy Oof. there, huh? Like, a little Kevin Nall response yeah, here for you. Was, <laughs> not, not Greg Winslow. He would not. I don't think he'd be on the, the Mount Rushmore of, of Utah coaches, Gordon, right? Oof. Wasn't he, like, banned for life or some such? He, Forgive me if was, I'm wrong on that. Was, but uh, maybe by the laws of the land, uh, even. He oh. was accused of some just horrible things. <laughs> just terrible. Ugh. I mean, he was showing up at drunk at practice, and he was, wasn't he taping pipe onto his swimmers as some sort of punishment? And making they couldn't them, move their arms yeah, or legs or something. Swim like that, and there was some seedy interactions with uh, with females. Like uh, it was just that was not one of my finer moments. But a hell of a coach, Jake. Not one of my finer moments at all. Yeah, I got it here. As uh, he was uh, added to USA Swimming's band for li- <laughs> for life list or some such. Yeah, uh, what do they know? So you're saying not a good candidate for but for the Mount Rushmore of Utah coaches? Then you're saying no. that probably not. Uh, no. Now, Jake. Garrett Croton, uh, who put him up there. Who who did you end up, uh, who ended up on the Mount Rushmore? I don't know if we came to a, a real. Bobby Petrino? Definitive answer. <laughs> I remember, remember that Bobby Petrino. I, I saw a Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Petrino motorcycle club t-shirt. Oh, that's pretty funny. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I missed uh, who else? One. Who else did you discuss? I don't know. Or, I would say the the listener feedback, uh, Majerus and Wit probably got the most. We we debate we debated Urban Meyer. Uh, some people brought up some old school coaches like uh, what is it, Jack Gardner? Jack Gardner, Stan Watts. Yeah, some. I, I had a tough days. time getting into that because I just that was so far before my time. I have a tough time having perspective on those guys, but. I, I would go with Majerus, except for his behavior with some of his players. I just can't. I can't. Uh, that's why he lost his job. So I, I, I can't. I can't go with that. As far as results on the court, maybe. Yeah. But well, other coaches that we consider great have lost their jobs in controversial ways. Like though. Greg that, Winslow. Uh, like Greg. Okay. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> no, but Bobby Knight that ended badly at Indiana. But I'm sure that most folks in Indiana still consider him a pretty great coach. Yeah, but I guess it depends on what you want on your Mount Rushmore. What about Jaime Hill, the guy that just quit in the middle of a game? I was going to say, he should have been fired in the middle of a game. <laughs> he might have been the worst defensive coordinator this state has ever seen, which is weird because he was a really good defensive backs coach. Hmm. He just Put him was, on the Mount Rushmore. He was just not a terrific coordinator. I like it that you brought up Jaime Hill, though. I haven't thought about him in a while. <laughs> Uh, so, so you're uh, eliminating Majerus. Would you put Witt up there? Yeah, I think so. All right, who's your fourth? Um, hmm. Not Greg Winslow, then. Frank Layden's close, but not Layden. Greg. A lot of people brought up Layden. Um, PK made a good point with Layden, though. I thought that if you took his impact on the sports world as a whole, yeah, I think yeah. you could make a really, really big argument for Frank. But just as a coach... Yeah, probably not. Because his, mm. his win-loss record wasn't exactly terrific. But his impact on the overall you know, franchise of the Utah Jazz in the sport was, was immeasurable. 
Well, if you're going to go by by uh, who did the winning, then wouldn't uh, I mean Greg Marsden would have to be a candidate. A lot of for people what he what yeah. he achieved. And uh, what about Jason Kreis? Uh Some people suggested him too. I mean, a, you know, a, a MLS Cup championship. That, that Mike Petkey? To, to put him in the conversation. Anyone? Uh, anyone? I, did not, or nay? I did not see one vote for Mike Petkey. If we're going to go with Greg. Although I did uh, put in a vote for John Ellinger, but I think I was the only one. Uh, yeah, Stan Watts would be a candidate. and John L. Uh, Smith? So would uh, He had a good Jack six Gordon. hours here, didn't he? <laughs> he was good at Utah State the first time. Before he just left. A lot of people brought up Stu. Yeah, Stu. Those are those are fine. What about Ray Jackaletics, <laughs> Jim Boylan. Didn't see uh, somebody brought up Jim Boylan and Roger Reed in jest. In jest, kind of like the Greg Winslow thing, on but uh, you know. <laughs> who are we forgetting, man? There's somebody else who must. How about like uh, Jennifer Rockwood, down at BYU's women's soccer coach? Okay. Hasn't she seen a bunch of success down there? What about our, our boy? Uh, I've met him a bunch of times. What's his name? The the track coach. I don't know if he's still there. The the cross-country coach at BYU. Uh, uh, I-Stone? Or? Yes, I-Stone. Ed I-Stone? Ed I-Stone, yeah. Wasn't he? Also, uh, how about uh, uh, Coach Robinson down there? Uh, Robinson, uh, back in the day, did a bunch of winning down there. What about Tim Lacombe? Done. Put Tim's face up there. Good-looking guy. <laughs> Put him up there for his looks. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it was an interesting debate. I don't know if I have have any conclusions. I don't know. I'm not uh, endorsing Rick Majerus's behavior by any means, but I don't know if I'd be uh, quick to remove him from the discussion. He did do a lot of winning for a long time at that university. Well, I guess it depends on what you value. Well, I mean, we're we're not actually making a Mount Rushmore of Utah coaches, so I guess that's oh, difference I didn't know of that. the the. Boulder. I thought you were up there chiseling. No. What what mountain would we pick? The one right behind your house. No, no. I want Boylan looking down on the Monson's breakfast table. <laughs> well, first of all, Boylan ain't making it up there. Well, know, if Greg well, Winslow can. No, well, he, well, who who brought that up? What? what a radio host. <laughs> I just read a tweet, all right? A former program director. <laughs> I should have known from the smart alecky tweeter, because, of course, we interact with him all the time. And a mentor of mine. So do you, do, you just, do you just, Jake, do you read whatever's put in front of you? Yeah, pretty uh, much. Ron? Yeah, I, I, uh, I burgundied that one. No, I honestly thought I was I was thinking of Greg Marsden as I read it, when I saw the Greg, because I was PK looking didn't through a, a whole yeah. line of tweets, you know, and Marsden came up a bunch of times, and I was like, oh, okay. And I read the Greg. And what about then, the, the Utah baseball coach that uh, was sending underage kids to go buy his alcohol for him? Is oh, that, that was a bad look. I mean, yeah. he's still got a gig up there. <laughs> who's, the, uh, who's the worst coach in the history of Utah sports? Uh, should we limit it to the major sports? Because I don't, I don't think I know. I don't have the depth of, yeah. of knowledge on, mm. on the rest. Boylan might be up there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Utah State had some fails at uh, a football coach there for for a little while. Yeah, it did. Joey Sears. Joey, no, that's no. it. That's the answer. Weaver State. So. Nice, no, nice no. guy. A incredibly Great nice guy. fellow. Uh, it had a weird way of putting a really positive spin on a lot of really bad losses. But if you look at his record at Weaver State and the way that they lost, I think that that's the answer. You lose all of your games by forty points. <laughs> We're improving. 
It's just a matter of time. We feel the tide turning here. Oh, he came on with us once a week during that season, and it was so – it was like, oh, Coach, you hanging in there? Oh, I'm doing great, guys. We're just getting better, getting better every Proud day. Proud of my guys. Like, he lost by 40, Coach. <laughs> but you it know, wasn't you know, 45 like the week before. The whole thing is a tricky question because uh, are you going to measure it by wins and losses? Uh, because there are some great coaches out there who are doing great work at, 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 well, maybe the high school level and other places where they don't have a lot to work with, but they are coaching the living daylights out of those kids, you know? And uh, sometimes that gets obscured. Yeah, and Jody came, uh, you know, John L. Smith left Weber in the in the lurch, and that was certainly a, a tough um, situation to take over if you're Jody Sears, but it did not go well. It did not go well at all. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon, just to go over these numbers real quick, because we teased them with Major League Baseball. Uh, but uh, the the details of their financial plan for prorated contracts for players was released, and I have a feeling that this is not going to be real popular <laughs> with, uh, with players. Um, if you look at a full year as uh, compared to the proposed uh, salary they'd make in a shortened season with no fans, Gordon... Uh, which would be 82 games, and it does, depending on kind of like tax brackets, depending on how much you make, it can be different. But, for example, a player making uh, $35 million a year, Gordon, would make $7.84 million a year. A player making, what, just uh, some round numbers, $10 million a year, or would make $2.95 million. Uh, a player making two million dollars would make seven hundred and thirty-six k. The the minimum would be five hundred and sixty-three thousand five hundred dollars. So essentially, what they're doing there is they're they're not having the season. They are uh, they are ha- having h a l v i n g the lost revenue that would be factored in. To half the season. Uh, yeah, I think you can look at it that way. Yeah, that makes that makes some sense to me. So I yeah, mean, that's pretty be... dramatic. I, I, I mean, if put that way, you know, this was going to be an issue with players. They're not. I mean, that that is not going to be popular. Major League Baseball. Well, they've, they've got a they've got a big hurdle to figure out. I, I do believe it is really important for baseball to get this figured out because, and I don't know how it's going to you know work its way through, but. They have got if, – if the other sports are starting up and baseball doesn't, that is going to be a black eye in that game that uh, that will trigger a lot of bad memories from uh, 25, 26, 27 years ago. No doubt. All right, let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now is our good friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He's been hanging out with us today, helping our listeners with their love lives. What's going on, Andrew? Yeah, that's right. We are helping guys with their love lives, and we do it in a very unique way. Um, 
sometimes we see guys in their 20s and 30s that have erectile dysfunction. Sometimes we see guys in their 90s. Um, I can think of success stories in both scenarios. But the bottom line is, if you're out there and you're frustrated in the bedroom, you're not alone. This can happen to anybody and probably happens to more than you think. The second thing is we can treat it effectively and naturally without any medication, which is such a huge component for guys. Um, the acoustic wave technology that we use has been clinically shown to open up and regrow blood vessels. They call that neovascularization, um, that regrowth. And that is what creates the natural function in the bedroom, uh, the spontaneity back. And here's what's really cool. I don't know how often in the medical world you can say zero side effects, but there has never been a negative side effect. I've never seen one. So you're not going to be dealing with those headaches any longer, and you'll get the natural function back. And there's some great science and studies out there that are really showing that this is very effective. Yeah, there really are. Five, six, seven years ago, it was kind of like they believed this would work. It was promising. And at this point, it's more clinically shown. Um, the science page uh, at wasatchmedicalclinic.com has maybe the top 12 or 15 studies and articles that have been done, some with cases um, of 600 men or more and from some of the top journals. So the science is sound, and this definitely increases blood flow in the treated area. 801-901-8000 is the number to call to get on the schedule. 801-901-8000. And you're talking about a free visit with a doc and a little something extra? Yes, we're talking about a consultation, an exam. We're going to test your blood flow, not your actual blood. We're not going to draw blood, but we're going to test blood flow. That's with ultrasound technology. All of that is totally free, no obligation, and we're throwing a little extra gift in for making the trip during these tough times. It creates instant results in the bedroom. I think you're going to love it. That is free as well. All right, 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. All right, give them a call today, 801-901-8000. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon, it's uh, wrapping up a Tuesday show that really felt a lot like a Monday show. Yeah, it did. But see, that's the benefit of having uh, Monday off as far as the holiday goes, because now uh, Tuesday is Monday. But then you get Friday off again. Huh? Okay. Uh, I, I kind of followed that. I get what you're saying. <laughs> All right. What? Whatever. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a good day. We've had a lot of fun. Uh, we have had a lot of fun. and it's We had a big old argument over the dumbest thing that we've ever argued over. But, you know, it's all good And that's fun. saying something. It, it is a dumb <laughs> argument because you requested a song from Austin. He played the song, and then you blamed Austin for getting it wrong. I don't no, see I don't, no. I don't Accurate. see. I how... blamed Austin for not listening to what I said because I said I didn't know the title of the song. <laughs> I told him the movie it was in, uh-huh. and he even started to play the right Memories song. Memories by Barbara it. Streisand from but, the movie The Way We Were. 
Yeah, but Good I told luck. him. But I told him I didn't know the the real name of the song, and it might be something different. I did say that to you, Austin. I did. I said you're right, but I said it was definitely from the movie the way we were. I didn't listen to the words you, you didn't say. It's my and, fault. I, no, I did say that, and you know I said it. I don't know you said. I know you yeah. know. I know you think you said. You it, requested. No, I said it. I said it three different times. That's how I knew I said it. You requested memory from Barbara Streisand, which no, Austin played. This is what I said. And you somehow yelled this at him. Is, this is what I said. I said, I want the song, I think it's called Memory from Barbara Streisand from the movie, The Way We Were. That might not be the title of the song. And I said, I think that's from the movie. I think that's from Cats. Yes. And then I said, no, it's not one, the I one said, I'm talking I said, I've just listen, Googled let me, let me Memory by Barbara I Streisand said, and it says said, it's from Cats. No, and I said, that's not the one i want the one that's from the movie the way we were here's what, here's what i want to know if you did not know the title of the song you know a a former vice president of these united states invented this wonderful thing called the internet it was just a casual conversation and, and then you and got then, your phone wait with a you? minute then i gave him a lyric from the song and and the lyric is in the song i wanted and he played the other one anyway so who's not listening to who? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Gordon, <laughs> what what was the lyric again? Oh, this is so ridiculous. What was the lyric again? Memories like the corners of our mind. Memories like the corners Light. of my mind. L-I-G-H-T. Okay, Light. so you know what I did? I just Googled that lyric, and mm-hmm. it says, song, the way we were. So yeah. if you would have put the, the, the lyric into the Google machine... You could have cleared this all up very easily. Yeah, but what fun would that but be? What do you mean, what fun would that be? That confused me because the name of the song is the name of the movie. But you wanted a song about memories by Barbara Streisand. I thought memory. You, you played the correct song, Austin. You played anyway, memory by Barbara Streisand. I'm a bad, bad, bad not, he, played, he played the wrong song. You requested <laughs> the wrong song. No, I told him I didn't know the name of the song. I told him what movie it was from. Yeah, all right. Well, you know what we're not going to be doing tomorrow? This argument. Uh, we're, we can consider this We, we have fallen back into the same pit we started. <laughs> okay, Our okay. blood pressure there, won't survive. There are three of us. Who's on Team Austin? Raise your hand. Me. Oh, One, well, there, two. There's a shock. And Lloyd. And since you didn't even hear the conversation, Jake, butt out. All right, Gordo. I'll see you tomorrow. Enjoy I your night. I didn't hear it either. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Apparently not. Talk to you tomorrow on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.